Moms, I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, my guest is Sherry Washington, who is the mother of PJ Washington of the Charlotte Hornets. But before I welcome Sherry to the show, I would like to give a shout out to Point Goddess, who sent me this sweater. So thanks a lot, Point Goddess. Love you guys. A nice clothing brand in Canada. And for all those who want to order a sweater just like this one, hit them up on IG or Facebook at Point Goddess. Now, let me welcome Sherry to the show. So thank you, Sherry, for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate you coming on and taking some time with me to speak about You're welcome. Yes. So take us back to where it all Mm -hmm. began. Talk to us about PJ as a child and then how he got into playing basketball. Okay. Um, PJ is... Um, the oldest child of mine and my husband's we have three total Um, both my husband and I have a background in basketball we met in college and we knew off top that basketball would be the first sport we would introduce our kids to so for PJ uh his first experience with basketball was in the YMCA and at the time we were living in Illinois And with this particular YMCA, the way they matched you up with your opponent, you wore the same wristband. Well, PJ was a lot bigger than all of the other kids in his age group. (laughs) So it was funny when the coaches in the huddle would put the wristband on the kids, they would try to wait to see what color PJ was wearing so they could switch it. (laughs) And once my husband figured that out, He would stand in front of PJ and he would wait to the last second. The ref had blown the whistle four or five times, but the last second to put PJ's wristband on. The other team couldn't put a good defender on him. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So that is how PJ got started with basketball in the YMCA wearing his wristbands. It was the cutest thing. So at that age, was he playing organized basketball? as organized as you could get for three and four year olds yeah (laughs) and that organization was with those wristbands it 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 they only followed the other person that had the same color wristband that they had on oh that's amazing so that was the best they could be organized for that age yeah just follow the blue (laughs) that's all that matters follow the blue (laughs) Right, right you stay you stay with that color you only follow your color so that's amazing. And PJ scored most of the points for his team because he was the bigger one. Well, naturally. I remember my son mm-hmm. started playing basketball, and I think he was six. And just for me, it was just natural to hoard to basketball just because he was very, very tall. And he, too, mm-hmm. played at the Y. Of course, it just seems like. Now, of course, <laughs> it, it was a disadvantage because PJ's first gift, first Christmas gift ever is the little tykes basketball rim. <laughs> Yeah. With the little Nerf balls. Oh, he mm-hmm. started early. You you, you got to learn how to shoot early in our household. So I think we've done 51 episodes and more than half 
of all the mothers that I've spoken to so far had the same Christmas gift for their babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably mm-hmm. like one of the only ones who didn't buy that for my son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the first gift. That's awesome. So let's talk about mm-hmm. him moving a little bit forward um, to high school, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that he played mm-hmm. at the Y all those years. He never stopped. I mean, he has a basketball mom and dad. So so let's talk right. about um, him playing in high school. Um, where did he go? Well, he went to a couple of different places. Uh, his high school, we were living in Frisco, Texas at the time. Um. And because he had really started to shine in middle school, um, both my husband and I were teachers at the time in that school district. And we wanted him to go to the school that was zoned for where my husband was teaching. Mm -hmm. We wanted him to transition to that high school. But when the coach that coached at the high school in the zone where we actually lived found out, about our son, he wanted our son to come. So we had some issues with that. Um, We had to go to the state board, try to petition for him to be able to play with his middle school friends, blah, blah, blah. Um, It was denied. So we took him out of public school and his freshman year of high school was played at Deion Sanders school that he created in Dallas called Prime Prep. Okay. Um, that was an experience. It was a prep school basketball team that not like your traditional high schools, the majority of his games were on the road. So he did a lot of traveling as a freshman in high school. So it was, you know, he he learned early on that I've got to keep up with my schoolwork because my, he knows that if, if you don't have the grades, we don't allow you to play. So he had to keep up with schoolwork and then we're on a, we're traveling on an airplane at least uh, three weekends out of the month. Yeah. And me being the, the mom that I am, because he was so young, I, you know, told my husband, I don't feel comfortable with son doing all this traveling and keeping up with his work without one of us going. So because my husband was working full time at, at that particular time, he blessed me to be able to travel. So we did a lot of traveling his freshman year. Um, that school didn't end up making it for whatever reason, I don't know. So his sophomore year, he transferred to uh, Finley Prep out in Henderson, Nevada. Yep, in Las Vegas, yes. Um, for us, that was, it was hard for me. I, I couldn't make the trip. So dad had to take him it because I felt like I was losing out on my son for three years. Like I'm not supposed to lose him until his senior year, but it was like, he went off to college his sophomore year. Um, but looking back it was the best thing for him. Um, this is a child that once he came back just to visit, he was doing his own laundry he was cooking his own food. And I'm like, well, wait, this might not be a bad thing. Yeah. But at first, you know, I was, uh, you know, Ma, I was, oh, I had tears. Gosh, I'm losing my baby. But overall, it turned out to be a good thing because he had to grow up early. Yeah. Now, he didn't like it. 
And I don't know any sophomore in high school that would like leaving their family that early. So um, my husband moved to Nevada to be with me. Got a job and everything, you know, sacrifice for the family. He left, left us in, at the time we were still in Frisco, Texas, left uh, me and his brother and sister in Texas. And my husband moved to Vegas to be with him while he you know, was in high school at Finley Prep. That summer when school gets out, PJ wants to come home with us. So then that leaves my husband by himself. And my husband didn't like that. So we made the decision to move the whole family right. to Nevada, where we still, we currently reside now. We live in Nevada. And that's where he finished out the rest of his um, high school career with Finley Prep. Wow. And the icing on the cake for that, his junior, senior year, or no, his senior year, his dad became the head coach. Yes. So what was that like for him to have his dad um, coaching him. Oh, he loved it. Loved it. it. It was a blessing because who knows you better than your dad. Yeah. And he was lucky to have a dad that had, you know, experience yeah. with basketball and had been coaching for some years. So he, he really enjoyed his senior year. It, it was a blessing. So tell us about uh, his college recruitment process and how you supported him through the, making those decisions. Ooh, now, okay, college. Um, my husband and I, we've always been, okay, this has to be your decision where you're going to go to college because you will not, if you, if you don't succeed, you, we will not give you the excuse to say, this is where you told me to go. You'll never have that option. You choose where you're going yeah. and, you know, come hell or high water, whatever happens, you got to fight your way through it. So he chose the University of Kentucky um and my husband and I were pleased with the decision love coach Calipari um coach Kenny Payne they were great and I I truly think that his freshman year when he committed he he came in with a bunch of all-stars I think they had six or seven McDonald's All-Americans on that team or it may have been five I don't know star-studded team yeah and I told my son, I don't think that you went into it to work as hard as what you needed to work because you had so many talented players on that one team. Um, So my son ended up, he didn't like, he tested the waters his freshman year. And um, my husband was a stickler on if a team can't give me a guarantee of where they're going to choose our son, or if he's going to be a lottery pick, then you need to go back and you need to do more work. Uh, but we had to let our son make that decision because it was, you know, this is his, this is his life. It's all we've always been. This is your life. You know, you, you got to be the one to make these decisions. Um, he tested the waters, didn't like the results of where he could have been drafted. Right. So he made the decision to go back his second year. Right. So what made him decide the second time that it was the right time for him to, to now finally declare? He, it fought for, well, and me as a mom, I wasn't against him back because I felt like he matured more. Right. Um, He got more comfortable with his game. He worked on what he needed to work on. And he, he just, the game slowed down to him in that sophomore year. Right. And he just had the, his chest, I mean, me, this is mom, his chest was stuck out. Like 
he was just confident that he could do, you know, he could play and he could beat anybody, he could do anything. So for me, going back for him, you know, for him to make that decision to go back that second year, he matured more and he knew by the end of that season that he had his all and that it was time for him to go. Okay, so take us back to his. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, and he, this is something he used to say to me all the time. Mom, it's too easy. It's too easy. So we knew then, okay, you know what? It's time, for, you know, it's time for you to move to the next level. Because if you think this is too easy, you're not being challenged. So it's time, you know, to step out there right. and be challenged. So take us back to Kentucky, though. Why that school? Why was that the final choice? Um, I, I know that he's he was a fan of um, John Wall, especially when the song came out that John Wall had, where he did the little the yeah. little thing <laughs> with his wrist. I just remember PJ doing that all the time. Um, <laughs> but on all the visits that we went on with PJ, Kentucky just felt like home. Um, and what I mean by that, it just, not that the other ones didn't have a good feeling, but when we went there and visited their facilities and listened to the things that they were going to be doing and what they were going to do to get him better, he looked at us and he was, he just told, he's like, this is where I want to be. Now, my husband and I, we had, we had a top three. We knew, we were like, okay, we're, you're going to do either one, two or three. But at the end of the day, we, we were going back and forth with each other. This has to be PJ's decision. Right. It's not up to us. This is his life. So who were your so top three? I, well, for us, our top three were uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Kentucky was in it. It was North Carolina, Kentucky, and we liked um, Arizona. Okay. But like I said, it, it was up to PJ and he, he just felt at home. He thought that was the place for him to be and that that would be the path to get him to be quickest. So while going through the recruitment process with your son, what differences did you notice between your own recruitment than his? Oh, from the guys have it made. The, <laughs> for me, the girls didn't get any of this treatment. <laughs> the recruiting that he got, oh my gosh. I told, I told him then, I was like, it was nowhere near this. When I was coming out of high school, we, they just brought us on campus let us, took us to a couple of dinners and that was it. <laughs> but uh, um, t- times have really changed. Um, for, and, and especially with him being male, it's definitely yeah. different because they have a, a, a bigger vision. Back then they didn't have the WNBA. So that wasn't in the conversation. So now a lot of the schools, you know, that's their, that's their main focal point. We can do this to get you to the NBA. If you work hard, if you do this. So it's definitely different from from my back when long time ago when I was recruited to go to college. <laughs> That's awesome. Your son was about to enter D1 basketball program. As you and your husband both played D1 basketball, how did you prepare him for the mm-hmm. pressure that comes with it? Well, um, for us, his pressure more... It's, it's unique. With him going to prep school, it was a weird situation because being a high school prep basketball player mm-hmm. kind of felt like college. So you have the you have the people in the stands that are 
you know, either they're cheering for you one minute or the next minute they could be calling you all out of your name, all that good stuff. Um, what we've always told PJ, you have to tone that out and you have to play your game and do what's best for your team because you're going to have fans that are going to love you one day and the next day they're going to wish that you were on somebody else's team. And then it, then the next day they're back to loving you. So you have to ignore that and you have to tune that out. Now, I have to say my son was very, very good at that, especially at Kentucky. Um, me, not so much. He had to, he had a couple conversations with me to keep me off of social media because <laughs> I was trying to respond to a lot of the different things that people were saying about my son. <laughs> so I have to say my son was way, he was way better at that than I. <laughs> That's amazing. But as a mother, mm -hmm. as a mama bear, you have to do what you have to do, right? Yes, because you know, I, I, I mean, you. some of the some of the things that they would say, I just wanted to know if they had kids. Yeah. Because how can you say this to someone's child? Yeah, very easily. But oh, very but I had easily. to learn. Oh, he would tell me. I and it was funny. One situation, uh, he had had a bad game. They, I think, they ended up losing. And there was someone on Twitter just saying all kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, he's not going to see this until he probably gets back to his dorm. I'm not worried about it. Right. I was sadly mistaken because as soon as he went into the locker room, he must have picked up his phone, saw that I had responded, and I received a text message. Mom, get <laughs> off of Twitter. <laughs> That's the best. And I thought, oh, my God. So I, I stopped. After that, I, I didn't do it anymore. That was it. Does he still communicate with a, with a lot of the players from um, from Kentucky? Because I'm imagining he developed a lifelong relationship with some of them. I know he still communicates with uh, some of his college teammates. And I know uh, one high school teammate still communicates with. But, I mean, you know, I, I it's, it's hard to keep up with your high school friends once they leave and go to college and start going on their different paths. But I, I do know most of his college teammates, yes, they still talk and play the game online. Um, and then some, just the one high school one that I know of. Yeah. Like you were saying before, the Kentucky crowd is a little tough, right? I mean, the fans almost expect success and domination immediately from their basketball team. Like you said, they love and they hate them, right? Uh, depending on what's yes. going on. So what were those games like and how did the Big Blue Nation's fans receive PJ? Oh my goodness. To be, I, you know, I just wish that most basketball moms could experience being a, a Kentucky basketball parent. The very first time that I went to a home game, my husband had gone before me, so he kind of knew. But my first time at a home game, there were the this uh arena was packed yeah. every and there was just it's just a sea of blue is what they call it everybody in their gear faces painted costumes on i mean it's crazy and then everybody knows where the family section is but i didn't realize that and we and i wore a jersey that had uh washington on the back and had my son's jumper why did I do that? <laughs> I was, I was not forewarned. I had, I think that first game, there were about four fans that came up and wanted to take a picture with me. And I was like, why? Not, that's my, my son is playing, not me. That's 
<laughs> and my husband would he's sitting in the because he had already been this had already happened to him and he didn't give me a heads up so he's sitting behind everybody laughing because and I could see him out of the you know my corner vision that he's sitting back there laughing I'm like why are these people wanting to take pictures yeah but I learned that once you're a wildcat you're always a wildcat and, the, and you're just welcomed in like you're you're a part of the family oh that's fantastic and they, and it's even, they travel to away games too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's surprising. <laughs> my son played for UNLV and mm-hmm. uh, they came to Canada. The year that my son went to UNLV, he redshirted, so he wasn't able to play. However, the team uh-huh. traveled and they played in Montreal and they played um, in mm-hmm. Ottawa. And mm-hmm. I was so shocked. I'll never forget this. The bus pulls up to the Marriott. And there was two buses. And I'm thinking, wow, like, what is, in a football team, how come they got two buses? And they had one for the team and one for the fans. And I'm thinking, you guys have fans that came from Las Vegas to Canada? And I wow. met a lot of the fans. And, I was, and, they, and a lot of them were like, yeah, we travel everywhere the team goes. And I remember asking them, do you have any kids? I don't know, nephew, something? Nope. Just fans. And to me, that, yep. that's, that's just amazing. I mean... The colleges in in my hometown in Montreal, I mean, if you're lucky if you get maybe 500 to maybe, maybe some gyms you get 1,000. So here I come to UNLV now, and I'm like, there's 18,000 people. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally different. And that's why my husband and I were like, wow, we, well, back when we played at MTSU, we didn't, it wasn't this many people in the stands for us. <laughs> but... Oh my God. Times have definitely changed. Times have definitely changed. Well, I guess. I mean, right now it's totally different. I can imagine the difference between your college and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can see the difference. Yeah, tell me about the differences from from when you played up until you went to PJ's game in Kentucky. Well, I was going to say, back when I played, you know, I think... the fans, they probably knew us because the, the ones that did come, the very few that, you know, would come to the games, they knew who we were. And But we could still go out in the community and shop and, you know, not be bothered. At Kentucky, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize this. The very first game, um, we actually, we booked a hotel, which is, a, it's attached to the arena. Right. And uh, the end of, and this was just the exhibition game. At the end of it, um, I was like, well, let's, we could just, let's just go this way. Let's just walk out outside and then we could just walk around. And PJ told me, he's like, mom, we can't do that. And I was like, why? I was like, first of all, you took forever in the locker room. So I'm pretty sure all the fans are gone. We will be fine. Mm-hmm. We were not fine. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we turned the corner, there was a, um, there was a guy walking he was walking towards us with his two little sons, but I don't think he was paying attention, but I heard him as I heard the little kid as they passed. Oh my God, that's PJ Washington. So I was like, Oh, so I was like, okay, let's speed up. Let's speed up. Let's walk faster. (laughs) So we're walking faster and (laughs) someone else noticed us. And it, it, it was like a swarm of people. People had crossed the street to their cars. They came back across the street. Because someone yelled, oh, my God, it's P.J. Washington. And my son, he gave me the death. <laughs> and I told, I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And it was such the cutest thing. So then I'm, and it was me, my son, and my daughter was with me too. So then we became bodyguards, her, my daughter and I. So I was like, okay, look, just can you please just sign like five, six autographs and then I'll, I'll pull you away. I'll pull you away. So we ended up <laughs> signing autographs. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be rude to you guys, but this is family time. I haven't seen my son in a while. So we're going to have to leave. And, and they were very nice and sweet. Oh, oh ma'am, I'm so sorry. I, I just appreciate you letting him stop for a little bit. And I was like, no problem, no problem. One guy even tried to uh, sugarcoat it. He was like, I thought you were his sister. <laughs> I looked at him, I was like, that's a good try, but no, I'm not. And we walked away. I but, love that. But someone said to me, oh, oh yeah. I, thought you were, I thought you were his girlfriend. And he turns around and he says, ew. I'm like, excuse you, Kim, don't you ew me. I was so, <laughs> I was so bad. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. But yeah, but but they were very understanding yeah. and you know letting us walk away. Now, and that was just an exhibition game as the went on, and especially uh well, the first season, we couldn't go out to eat. Um yeah. my son would we would we would have to come into town to go to get his essential soap. He's like, Mom, I, I can't go to the store. I was <laughs> like, What? Yes, you can. He's like, No, I can't. If they see me, then I'm swarmed. And that was my first time realizing, oh, wow. It's like, it's almost like my son is a star. Yeah. These people love my child. <laughs> my son used to send me to the store too, but I just thought just because he was lazy and he didn't want to go. <laughs> he used to tell me, oh, they know yeah, where I am at the store. That, that was, that's what I was arguing. I was like, you can go, you can get your stuff. But after <laughs> I saw it for myself. Don't worry about it, son. I'll get it for you. No problem. I understand. Well, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saving this for later, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to ask you, how do you fan away the groupies? Like, you're just that mom that I would love to know. <laughs> like, what's your advice to PJ about the groupies? And how do you handle them? Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I've always, we've always told him, look, son, okay, you, you got to be smart. You got to, you got to try as best as you can. And realize that a lot of these young ladies, I mean, you're a handsome young man. I'm not taking that away from you, but it's, it's not about your looks. That's not what they're coming for. Yeah. And of course, you know, my he's always so, mom, I know that. I know that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do have oh to say, he, he has a good head on his shoulders. He, he's very well grounded. Uh, very frugal with his money. So I, I, I really, I don't have a care in the world about that. Um, you know, he, he takes care of business and knows what he's supposed to do. Right. Knows right from wrong. Right, right. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's probably, he's my cheap, he's the cheapest child that I have. <laughs> and he's the one that's making the most money. He's yeah. the cheapest. <laughs> that's why he got it. So <laughs> yes, that, yeah, you're right. You are right. I love that. So, mm -hmm. so PJ was a McDonald All-American. He played in the Jordan Brand mm -hmm. Classic, played for mm -hmm. Team USA, won the gold medal at the mm -hmm. FIBA Americas uh, U18 championship. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you notice that it was more than just a game to him? When, well, for us, well, no, not for us. I'm sorry. For me, I realized it when... Um, he was playing his senior year for Finley Prep. Right. That it was, you know, because 
for him, he had, um, while he, when he was in middle school, he had made a list of goals and put them on his wall. And those goals uh, contained everything that you just uh, mentioned, McDonald's All-American, wanted to play on the USA team, wanted to uh, play in the Jordan brand class. So, no, I didn't know. I knew what McDonald's All-American was, but I didn't know what all that other stuff was. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. But his <laughs> senior year in high school is when I knew, okay, this, this kid has got it. Like, he already has a following. He, I mean, he's, he's really, you know, up in his game. And just to see him reach all those goals as a mom, oh, man, it was, it was just yeah. a very proud moment yeah. just to even be able to be a part of that. I mean, I felt like I was a star just walking next to him. <laughs> you what? It was, look, it, it was my job to keep him grounded. Like, hey, 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 now, hey, don't get, don't get it twisted now. I was just going to say... <laughs> Sometimes we have to remind them, eh? <laughs> right. But now I, I don't say anything to him now. Now he, to me, he is a star. And it's like, ooh, I'm, I almost have to calm myself down when I'm in his presence. Because now he's, <laughs> he's filled out more and he's gotten so big and he's handsome. And I'm like, geez, I'm over here. Can you sign my autograph? You know. <laughs> Oh my God, that's the best. It's so true. You know what? I, I, I'm laughing because I remember my son came to see me and I asked him the mm-hmm. same thing. I'm like, do you think you can sign my mm-hmm. t-shirt? And he's like, really? I'm like, what? <laughs> like why can't I ask? Like, I want to yeah. hang it up. Like, I mean, why would I want to hang up some random shirt in my, you know what I mean? Like, I want a signature too. Right. <laughs> my son, yeah, when I asked, he just rolled his eyes and kept walking. I'm yeah. like, what? I'm serious. <laughs> But I, I still, I still don't have anything autographed from him. He, he won't do it. It's okay. Me neither. So, that's okay. <laughs> so now PJ decided to declare. So mm-hmm. now you have to do that next step of choosing an agency. So that is such a big, Ooh. important um, a deal in a player's career. So mm-hmm. what was that process like? And why was Rock Nation the final decision? When um, his freshman year, now I have to, I have to give all the credit for this part of it to my husband. Um, with PJ's career, we kind of, we, we went into it as, okay, my husband, Paul, you're going to be the one that's going to take care of all the business side of everything. And my job was to keep PJ's emotional and keep his thought, keep him grounded. Right. So his freshman year, Uh, My husband and I, we started interviewing agencies and we narrowed it down to uh, the top three. So by the time PJ was ready to declare and ready to choose, he only had to listen to three presentations Yeah, because we had already, we had already listened to everything and we had narrowed it down to what we thought best fit him. But there again, we, we, we're always of the mindset, okay. This is your, this is your career. This is your future. We want you to make this decision. So we did the same thing with the agency. We had the three that we wanted him to meet with. He sat down with all three of them, uh, listened to their presentations. And then we got together as a family and talked about it. And, you know, he wanted to know what our opinions were. We gave him our opinion and tried not to influence. It was more of, okay, this is what I thought. And, um, Luckily, fingers crossed, he actually picked the one that we had 
picked for him as well. And that's how Rock Nation came uh, to be his agency that we chose. We really, um, we really enjoyed the presentation, um, the things that they were offering to do. For me, the most important was the, the things that, that he would be able to do in the community, right. how he would be able to give back. And then for my husband, it was the marketing and all the different ways that PJ can make money on the side. Right, right. But you so know that's, what? That's I, how I, we... To me as a parent, I mean, I, I love the way that you guys did it. Where um, yourself and Paul, you guys did interviews prior to bringing the, the lists, you know what I mean, to PJ. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, what does PJ know? He's a kid, right? So... Right. You know what I mean, our kids know nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So no. they think they know, and every agency is fantastic. You know what I mean? You could say, I'm going to offer you mm -hmm. anything or do something, and it's it's right. grandiose for our boys. They don't know. So it's good that you guys right. at least took the best three out of however you had, and then now at least mm -hmm. you knew that those last three they would have been a mm -hmm. great fit for him. So whoever he chose probably would have put him in a, in a, right. in a great position anyway. So I'm just saying that as correct. a parent, kudos to you because a lot of parents just leave the kids mm -hmm. to make the decision from the onset and they don't understand and they don't know. Right. No. And it's usually after no, the fact when you find out it wasn't a good fit, which is sometimes too late when your kid's stuck right. in, in, in a, right. in a contract for years, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're stuck and ain't nothing you can do about it until the contract is up. And sometimes that can really hurt That's your right. career, right? So it's that really is good correct. That, that yes. is correct. So, and and did the fact that you guys were basketball players, did did your experience mm -hmm. help you choose a an agency? I think so. Um, but I mean and not not I mean just a little bit, yeah. but it, it's more it was more important for us on Who's going to do the best for our child? Who's yeah. going to be there for him when we can't be there? Right. Right. Um, who's going to be able to answer the questions that he'll need if, if he's struggling in his career? What Will you be able to provide the things that he needs so he can get back on track and get better? Right. So besides an agent, does uh, do you manage him? Like, do you, you and your husband, do you guys manage PJ? Well, um, my husband is, my husband likes to call me the back office, um, <laughs> but my husband manages PJ, <laughs> my husband manages PJ. Um, and, and reason we do it that way, I just felt like, um, my son would be more comfortable with his dad and, right. you know, talking to his dad about financials or, right. you know, any important decisions that he has to make. Right. Now, and sometimes he'll call me on different stuff and I just go back and do the same thing, talk to his dad. So you just take the middleman out, which is yeah. me and just, you know, <laughs> talk to your dad. So his dad manages most things. And then, um, you know, I take care of stuff like uh, for our son, he bought a house. He's he's a homeowner. So when he needs different things around the house, then he'll have me to do that. Right. Right. So is there a fine line between dad the manager and then dad and yes. same for you too mom you know what i mean the momager and mom <laughs> well yeah there is a fine line but the type of family that we have we're, we're we're a very close family and i've always been of the mindset um we should be able to talk to our kids about any and everything right because if we don't talk to them about it they're going to learn it outside the home and who knows if they're going to learn it the right way. That's right. So, uh, and it's funny, my husband, used, he always 
shakes his head because my kids will ask me anything, what whatever subject, whatever topic they'll ask me. And my husband is just like, I cannot believe you are letting your kids talk to you. And I'm like, why not? If I, if they don't talk to me, who knows who's going to, they may give them the wrong information. Yeah. So at least they know they're getting it from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're that source that they trust, right? They feel they can come to you and ask right. you. I mean, and I, I don't want anything from you. So you, you don't have to worry about me trying to take advantage of. You. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about draft night from the time you woke up till you put your head down. Tell us about that special night. Like who was with you? What was that experience like for you? Well, I, all glory to God for that night. Um, I don't even, I remember waking up. I don't even know if I had the chance to put my head down. <laughs> um, from the time we woke up that morning, it was constant. I, I, we were on the go constantly. We had to do, um, we had different meetings we had to attend. Um, let me see. All the whole, the family was there, me and my husband, his brother, his sister. Um, we wanted to make sure that grandparents were there. So uh, my mom was there and my husband's mother and, and his uh, father were there. And then we had um, two of my sisters came and one of Paul's sisters. And me personally, I had told them prior to this day, I am only going to be taking care of PJ, myself, and my two, my his siblings. I'm, we're going to get you guys there. I'm going to give you the itinerary. Don't call me for nothing <laughs> on that day because I will not be able to take care of it for you. So make sure you got all your stuff together because I'm only going to be able to do, you know, yeah. for, for my family, my immediate family. Of course. Um, and it, I mean, it was down to the last minute. I was trying to get dressed and then PJ calls me, mom, I need you to come do this. And I'm like, oh, can't even get my stuff on <laughs> so we have to and I told my husband okay we got to stop we had to run down because he was getting he had gotten a custom suit made and he was getting his suit on and they wanted to take pictures and then there was a I don't even there was somebody filming and I think that was set up I want to say with Rock Nation but there was someone filming all of this so it, it that that was a wild and crazy day so by the time, okay, I think, let's say we had to be at the bus by five. I think I got dressed and finally ready to go at 4.50. Wow. Rushed down to get to the parent bus. Got every, everybody together, get to the parent bus. Um, get to the green room. That was a whole nother, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then reality is starting to set in. Like, I can't believe we're actually here. Yeah. Like, I, my son is about to get drafted. Like, I can't, I mean, you know, pinch me. Like, is this real? Uh, nervous. I'm trying to walk in these heels. <laughs> oh, trying to make, and now all I kept thinking, Lord, please don't let me fall on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, you're waiting. So we get to the green room. They have all the families there. We're waiting for them to get started with the show. Uh, and basically, I think we probably stood back there a good, 30, 40 minutes in heels, all the moms, because we were all looking wow. nice. We had our heels on, but I'm not a heel wearer. I wear sneakers every day. Oh. So that particular day was a rough day. <laughs> I was like, I, I kept telling them, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. 
So at the last minute, as we're going up the steps and they're getting ready to introduce us, I told PJ, I was like, look, you're going to have to, I'm going to have to walk on your arm. You're going to have to hold me. And I'm sorry. I told my husband, I'm sorry. Can you just be behind us? (laughs) Just in case, just in case. So I don't even remember from when they called his name, when we walked out on that stage and all those lights hit us, it's just like, a, oh my gosh, I cannot believe. But in my mind, all I'm thinking, I couldn't even enjoy the moment because all I'm thinking, okay, left foot, right foot, left foot, <laughs> right foot. You got stairs coming up. You got stairs. You can do all I'm talking to myself the whole time. You can do this. You can do this. You got it. Don't fall down these stairs. By the time we got to our table and I sat down, that was the best feeling ever. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God I made it. Then I could I could finally breathe and I looked around and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm still in disbelief. We are here. Yeah. We are actually here. But the moment when we, okay, so you're sitting there and you're watching everybody's name get called, get drafted. And you realize that whenever the cameras come to your table, that means you're about to be called next. When those cameras got to our table, I think my heart dropped. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm nervous. I'm asking my daughter, how's my hair? Do I look okay? Is there anything in my teeth? Do I need to put more lipstick on? And she's like, mom. She's like, mom, we're still at 11. Right. I became a nervous wreck. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm, uh, so I'm trying to breathe. Oh my and God. PJ's holding my knee. He's like, mom. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. The cameras are over here. <laughs> so when they You're called so his name. And then when they called my son's name, my only thought was, do not cry. Do not cry. You have got to hold your tears. So I'm smiling really hard because I'm trying to make sure nothing, no tears. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to ruin your makeup. makeup. Yes, I feel you. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I was so, it was, it was just a feeling of, oh, my, he did it. He, he finally reached his goal. I'm, it was just a moment of, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. So, so happy. And then, um, and, but the funny part was, okay, after, after they called his name, he goes up on stage, he does what he has to do. I thought, okay, phew, good. Okay, now we can just sit and enjoy the rest of it. Then they came, they were like, okay, we need the family to go here, here. And I was like, what? what? I, didn't, I didn't sign up to do all this work. <laughs> yes, they didn't know what shoes you had on. <laughs> Okay, okay, I got this. I got it. So we do all our walking, and then we met the representative from the Charlotte Hornets, and he explained to us. He was like, "Oh, you know," he introduced himself and um, to congratulated us, and he's like, "And then I want you to know that we'll be leaving in the morning at five a.m. Five a.m. <laughs> because and the reason I thought that I was like because uh, Rock Nation had." Um, scheduled a party for us for, you know, to celebrate him being drafted. So long story short, I don't, we didn't get to lay our head down. By the time we got back to the room, we had to pack. Well, I'm sorry. I had to pack my stuff. And then my son called, had to go pack his stuff, (laughs) stuff all over his room. And by the time I got back to my room, we didn't get to lay our heads down. It was time for us to meet him in the lobby to catch the flight. Wow. When we made it to Charlotte, because my, my whole question was when we made it to Charlotte, okay, uh, do we have time to go to the hotel to lay down? 
<laughs> he was so cute. He was like, um, I'm sorry, ma'am, but no, we have a press conference. So I hope that it wasn't televised. I hope not too many saw it, but I, I saw pictures <laughs> later on. Oh my gosh. We all looked like we had been out and just the whole night. I had bags. My daughter had bags. My husband, PJ, <laughs> like we were, we were so, so tired that I told my husband, I was like, I, I'm so tired right now. I can't even, you know, be living in this moment that my son is a Charlotte Hornet. Right. All I want to do is go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I would have to tell future moms that, I mean, try to enjoy and be in the moment as much as you can, because everything happens so fast. It's, it's a blur. Yeah. I, I mean, everything's thrown at you so quickly. Right. Well, we just don't want to forget to mention that he was drafted 12th overall to the Charlotte Hornets. Yes. Just so yes, that those listening yes, and watching that they'll know. <laughs> yes. So, I'm sorry. I no, did. No, that's all good. Yeah. Mama, it's your story. So, <laughs> so now <laughs> tell me, how was his transition to the NBA? You know what? Um, for me as a mom, I think that he transitioned well. And I think that that comes from the preparation that he received from the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Um, kudos to Coach Payne, who had um, our son in the gym all those nights, getting him the extra work that he needed. Um, his first, my son's first game with the Hornets, he set a record for the most three-pointers uh, made in a game for a rookie. Mm -hmm. And I, I do have to say, we were, we were in the stands, my son and I, we looked at each other and we were like, uh, when did he become a three-point shooter? <laughs> I mean, he shocked us. So he was more ready than what we were because I, I didn't expect that. And I thought, oh, wow, this really, you know what? He really was ready. He told me, mom, because he always tells me, mom, I got this. I got this. And after, after I saw that performance that first day, I knew, okay, my son's ready. But being the protective mom in the back of my mind, all I kept saying was these other guys though are huge. These are some grown men out yeah. there with my baby. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I told my husband, I was like, now I hate to have to go out here on this court. If one of them knock my baby down, and my husband, <laughs> Sherry, relax, relax. <laughs> you one of those mom that of has a whistle mind, in your purse? <laughs> right. right. Now, I, I am that I am. I, if, I will be the one screaming in the stands if yeah. we find my baby hard now. Uh -huh. mm -mm. Well, you're saying you didn't understand where he got that three-point shot from, but I read where PJ said he got his physicality from his dad and his shot from his mom. So there you go. That's where mm -hmm. that's where it's at. It's from you. Well, well, I will have to toot my own horn on yeah, this. He did it, get his shooting from me. He did. He did get his shooting from me, uh, but I was just shocked that he actually started shooting it on that first game out for you know with the Hornets because we had been shoot the ball shoot the ball but such a he's such a coach's son that he's gonna play the game the right way and if someone ahead of him is open and has an easier shot he's not gonna be selfish and just take the shot he's gonna pass it that's all right mom at the end of the day you still got it so that's all that matters mm -hmm. here <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's all that matters. And what was that moment like for you with seeing your baby on an yes. NBA court? From the time we arrived at the arena 
to, you know, riding the elevator up to being escorted to the family room and then to our seats. It was, it was, it was a moment of, is this really happening? Are we really here? And this is what he's worked so hard for. And this is what we've sacrificed for. We've done it. He's finally made it. But I, my thing to him was, okay, you, you've done it, we've made it, but you still got to work. I, I, I really, I can't stress enough. Don't, don't get here and get complacent and think, oh, I, I made it. No, this is a business now. This, this is your job. You're going to work. And if you're not performing, then, you know, that's when work starts to get hard for you. So just being there for that first moment, seeing my son out there on that court with those grown men, uh, handling his business, playing, having fun, smiling. It was great. It was, it was that moment of, okay, we made it. We made it. Amen. So describe your first impression of the organization and the prestige that comes with a franchise that's owned by Michael Jordan. You know what? I, um, great, great organization. Um, the people that were um, there to help us and answer all of our questions were wonderful because I had several questions just trying to figure out everything. Um, I still haven't had a chance to meet Jordan yet. Um, but uh, I mean, I did see him. I saw him sitting. I could see him across the way sitting on the bench with the players. But um, to, to walk into when you're going towards the family room in the, at the uh, Hornets arena, they have these giant posters of all the players. And to see my son on that wall was amazing. Um, I, I, I can't say enough about how much the organization cares about him um, and making sure that he's getting everything that he needs as long as he opens his mouth to ask. Uh, um, <laughs> But I mean, I, I'm, I'm really pleased with where he's, you know, where he landed. And I, I, I look forward to seeing him continue to grow in his game and, and get better. So both you and your husband are mm -hmm. basketball players. So you've yes. both contributed to PJ's success. So when you watch him play, do you recognize your game in him? Oh, of course. Every time he scores. No. <laughs> <laughs> no yes no oh yes when we watch the games um my husband does most of the yelling but we're watching it and looking at what it is that he could have done okay you could have done this in that play you could have done that so that we can tell him after the game yeah. and I told my husband I was like you know what we've got to start looking at this game and enjoying it and you know just looking at the game and having fun not looking at it and critiquing everything he's doing so that we can after the game. But um, I mean, it's fun. We, I mean, it, we enjoy it. It's different. And just to see your son on TV, because sometimes we don't make it to the games and then just to watch him on TV is just amazing in itself. Like that, that's my child. That's our, I, I think my, my husband sticks his chest out more at that than I do. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the other day your baby had his career high 42 point game. Is that all, mm, all thanks yes, to mama? Yes, of course. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm on that one. Um, he still didn't. Now I'm gonna have to toot my horn again because yes, that was his career high of the 42 points, but he didn't catch his mom's career high of 51 points. Ah, uh, okay. So he, he still got to. He's got to catch me. 
All right, sure. That, that means was, that you I got some more work to do now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Y'all yes, got some does, training but... to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm still number one in the family for that one. Now he's number two. So that's amazing. he's still he's still trying to catch me. And I think he will one day, but so... my son, all he worries about is winning. He doesn't really, you know focus on scoring he just wants to of course of course so Mm -hmm. again I just love the fact that you and your husband are are basketball players so what is it like what is the energy like when you guys watch games I mean are you like do you want to jump in the tv do you (laughs) all that all that it's all competitive I mean we're we're screaming at him we're screaming at his teammates we're I mean (laughs) it's it's all everything it's a it's a competitive thing and we everybody in our family knows family and friends on game day do not call us Mm -hmm. do not call do not text so everybody knows now that they can they can call us at halftime once but when the game is on no do not interrupt us because you may get you know you may get told some things that you don't want to hear yeah (laughs) you might get your feelings hurt eh (laughs) right we we don't want to hurt any feelings but we uh, lately um more so his first year and my husband does them more this year um he, we do talk to him after every game and give our little two cent on what what he could have done better or what, you know, the, the, the good thing. Give him his praises and then we also give him, uh, we critique what he could have done. I so do that's that that's something that we still do as a family. I love that. I, I after every game, I text my son as mm-hmm. well and give him my two cents of how he played or how he didn't play and mm-hmm. quickly throw in the mm-hmm. love you just in case he doesn't like what I say. <laughs> Right, right, right. I'm like, oh, because, you played you know, okay, um, but love you. <laughs> right, and because with the um, with my son's first year, they 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 lost a lot of games, and that that could be rough on you, you know, when you're um, losing that many games. So you have to keep their mental right. Yeah, and no, you know, keep them motivated to work hard. Yeah, no, that's very important. So yes, getting getting your kid to the pros um, comes with many mm-hmm. knowns and unknowns. If you can rewind and do something a little bit differently, what would it be? Uh, like I said, he's he's such a grounded kid that I, I we really haven't had anything that that we didn't discuss with him, you know, as yeah. as parents. Cause I mean, he's, he's, he's really been doing well. Like he's really in a, a, a good position. It's funny. He's, he just texts me. Are you, am I doing an interview? To this? But oh, <laughs> he, he's, really, he's really, you know, he's, he's really to me for mature for his age. Now um, me as mom, I've always talked to him about the dating game and the girls and, you know, stuff like that. But um, I, I have to give him. I have to give him credit. He's really, he's really done well. The only, I really don't have any. That's okay. You know, any unknowns. Right. I, I can't think of any unknowns that have crept up since he's become a pro. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that they may not come in the future. Yeah. But as of right now, as knock now. on wood. As of right now, we haven't experienced any unknowns because we we felt like we you know we prepared him for pretty much everything that was that was going to happen. So knowing that he's so well prepared each game, do you still get nervous? Oh, definitely, most definitely, still get nervous for him yeah. because I know he's you know because of who he is. Um, 
I get nervous on game night. I, I make sure I pray before every game because I want everybody to come out healthy, unharmed, not injured. Um, but I mean, like I said, he seems to have a he seems to have a grip on it. So I don't really have to do too much. Just sit back and watch. Good, good. Okay, so now let's learn some fun facts about PJ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that go-to dish that you make that he absolutely loves? Oh, okay. See, I have to be honest. Um, my, I don't like to cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Once he left and went to Finley Prep and I saw that he could cook on his own. Okay, you're on your own. But no. Uh, Love it. No, is my, my son likes chicken. I do have to say, because Thanksgiving, uh, we had Thanksgiving at his house this year. And the one dish that he wanted me to make were chicken wings. So I did have to make uh, chicken wings. So th that would be his, his go-to. That's awesome. <laughs> what was one item as a child that he, could not, that he could not live without besides a basketball? Um, for PJ, I would have to say it would be, he had this really big... Um, stuffed animal it was a lot uh, no was it a lion or was it a tiger i think it was a tiger it was a tiger and he always had that tiger so that was the one thing outside of basketball that he he couldn't live without he had to have his tiger where's that tiger today i don't know i think it's in my garage <laughs> oh so pj didn't take I it with him in my garage. <laughs> no he didn't take it with him like he still got a lot of stuff at my house that i need for him to take i told i asked him the other day ship it all to his house <laughs> but yeah I think that tiger is in my garage oh, that's awesome now that you mention that I think I think it is yep I bet you're gonna go look for it after this episode eh okay. I sure am I sure am <laughs> take a picture of it and send it to me I want to see this tiger <laughs> yep I want to make sure I'm gonna make sure you get a picture of it and I'm gonna make sure I send it to him and we're gonna make sure we post it so did you know <laughs> did you have a childhood nickname for him and if so what was it well, his nickname is PJ because his name is actually Paul. Yeah. But, and he's a junior. So, and, you know, not to be calling two Pauls at the same time. That's why we started calling him PJ. Yeah. So that, that was his nickname, PJ. So now we want to ask some tips or advice for our listeners. <laughs> so give us one tip you would give a mom who has to deal with a coaching decision that they do not agree with. Ooh. I know. Give advice to yourself. <laughs> uh -huh. What do you say? You say self. I would. I would do this. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the advice that I would give to a mom for a coaching decision that she does not like. Who? Um, I would say, be sure to have a relationship with one of the assistant coaches that you could talk to. <laughs> Never go to the head coach and talk to anything, talk about anything, any decisions that he's made. Right. Uh, definitely have uh, an assistant coach that you feel comfortable talking to because that's what I have done in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What advice would you give to a player about how to deal with a tough teammate? Ooh. To deal with a tough teammate, um, I would say to hmm, 
now I'm thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with a tough teammate. You know what? I would say, no, seriously, I would say uh, sit, try to sit down and have a conversation with that, with that teammate because there's probably some outside issues that's going on either with family or uh, it, whatever relationship they're in. There's something going on that's um, triggering, you know, for them to be this teammate that you can't deal with. But try to sit down and get to know that person and just talk to them and see what's going on. You might be able to uh, help them out and then they can be better on the court or they could be frustrated with something that they can't do on the court. And maybe you can go work with them outside of practice and get them better at it. Yeah. Their confidence. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. If you could give only one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would it be? Try your best to let your sons live their lives as grown men, although we know they're still young, but try your best to, you know, let them live their lives. And if they need you, just always know and trust that they will call you when needed. Because I, I know that's, that's going to be hard for some moms to kind of cut that cord, yeah. per se. Yeah, that's true. I had a lot of moms that, that said the same thing that was hard for them to, to realize mm -hmm. now it's no longer us. Mm -hmm. you're grown now it's time for you to do your own mm -hmm. thing you know and as moms we latch on because we're like well hold on a second it was always me and you you know mm -hmm. what I mean? but we have to realize sometimes okay we helped you get here but now you know what I mean you gotta yeah. do your own thing right you, you you have to let them make those mistakes that's how they grow you yeah. gotta let them make those mistakes and now it's hard as a mom because you know we always want to be there to provide that safety net but you gotta let them fall and bump their heads so that they'll learn yeah yeah, I mean, even now, sometimes I talk to my son and I stop mm -hmm. and I say to myself, you know, when I was a certain age, I didn't want to hear not my mother had to say. So. Right, right. <laughs> so. You just have to think back on your own experiences. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And he laughs at me all the time. He was like, really? I'm like, never mind. Just do what you want to do. And he's like, I am doing what I want to do. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> so he That's reminds right. me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do anyway. So save yourself some stress. Just I tell you save myself that conversation, some words. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my God, Sherry, you are fantastic. I thank you so, so, so much for coming on. No, Courtside thank Moms. you. This was fun. Yes, it it's was. It's always fun to talk about the babies. Yes, it is. And love it. You're so down to earth. Uh, you're just so real and you're so much fun. Like, really you have to be. You have to be. Life is too short, yes. especially with all the stuff that's going on now. Oh, my goodness. Yes. yes. So once again, just thanks for coming know. on Courtside Moms. Thanks for having me. Oh, 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 oh,